0: Welcome to Plan K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we watch a K-drama and we get together here to talk about it every week.
1: Yeah, this week we started a new drama. We did the first two episodes of Crash Landing on You.
0: Yeah, and we only did two episodes because Crash Landing on You is one of the longest K-dramas we've ever seen. It's only 16 episodes, but the episodes get longer and longer as they go. Yeah, they're, like, movie-length.
1: The last time we encountered this was Goblin, and we made the decision to watch the episodes two at a time for Goblin, and I remember it felt like we were watching
0: Goblin for decades. It might feel like that again, but, you know, maybe worth it, because this show is amazing and I maybe could watch it forever.
1: It's very good. You know that I'm very anxious right out the gate, though. (laughs) Um, I will... I will say that I made an interesting decision. I did not make this decision actively. I didn't go out into this uh, world on the day that I started the K-drama thinking, I'm going to be unpredictable. But you better believe I did not read any kind of um, K-drama description. I didn't read any episode descriptions. I didn't look it up. I, I'm coming in not only spoiler-free, but context-free. Just blind. You're coming in blind. I'm coming in blind. Um, It made every moment so much more potent of the first episode, wherein, I don't know, maybe it wasn't more po- potent. Maybe everyone was as shocked as I was when he was like, y- yeah, I'm a North Korean soldier. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Okay, that's you s- you still got my attention.
0: Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. You have no idea what any of this was about. That's step one, that no. is the setting.
1: Wow. Is North Korea. That's the whole, currently we're two episodes in, and I'd say 90% of the setting is North Korea.
0: And you did not know that. That's amazing. <laughs>
1: All right. You gotta start going in fresh every time. Know <laughs> nothing about the K-drama <laughs> that you're watching. That's my creed. It's, it went well for you? I don't like any of the value? actors, except I'm pretty sure... Yeah, it was like... It made, like I said, the drama feel very potent, because every piece of drama also came with a certain degree of shock, at least through the first episode, where there's a tornado... Which I don't know how often those happen in Korea, but it happens. I guess. And there's, yeah, there's North Korea, and the, it, he is North Korean, which I've never seen in a K-drama before. And no. Yeah, so, uh, aside from the fact that, like, that piece of information in and of itself is very dramatic, I also was very surprised by it wherein many people probably kind of got that from the description of the k-drama i still haven't read it i'm still going in blind every day
0: (laughs) i mean you don't need to read it at this point i feel like the description probably is of episodes one and two where yeah a woman accidentally ends up in north korea so that kind of covers it all but I feel like we should say it's keep saying at the beginning of the episodes there's a disclaimer that claims that everything about this show is fictitious, including the settings. So we kind of have to go with a North Korea spelled with a C. Like, it's not real North <laughs> Korea, it's the fake one we made up. And I'm like, yeah, wink, wink. Yeah. Okay.
1: We get it. Yeah. Which is interesting. I genuinely, I. Wonder what that looks like in the sense that, like, there's got to be something problematic about North Korea. Like, they probably had to jump. No, I mean,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like laughing at my own <laughs> jokes. <You know? laughs> yeah, they they have but a like, lot of hoops to jump the creation. through.
1: Creation, yeah, some probably a couple of um, international. I don't even. I don't even think you can call them like trademark, like international proprietary information. Plus, like, mm, I mean, we run the same risk. I feel like, I, obviously, like what we say here isn't going to be nearly as publicized as like a Netflix show.
0: So I want to be careful. But you know, I want to be careful. Yeah, I don't want to get murdered for sure. So or oh, like the show is told fake. I'm responsible. <laughs>
1: Everything is fake. Actually, this
0: podcast is fake. This podcast is also fake. So anything we say about Kim Jong-un, he's got a different spelling. That's un with two O's. (laughs) (laughs) Just for safety reasons. It's a different North Korea ruled by a different dictator. But what a premise, Raquel. What a revolutionary K-drama premise. Yeah, we're on a ride here. Yeah, Raquel's on board the hype train.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, you know, I like every single character that I'm supposed to like way more than I expected
0: to. Very early on. They're so good. Every single one. Even the villains. I I like a good villain, and we've got good ones building up already. We've got so many good villains just cooking
1: in this oven, just ready. Who knows who's going to be the actual villain here, you know? Maybe the actual villain is uh mankind and the I don't know, the borders in his heart.
0: The borders in his heart are the villains of <laughs> maybe this show. maybe the real villain
1: <laughs> maybe the real villain is the borders between North and South Korea oh, with a sea.
0: That's a hard villain to fight. Yep. I like- I really like that what sorry. No, you're okay. I just
1: like that the female lead keeps on being like, no worries when we unify. Yeah. She's <laughs> she's out of the gate fighting the real villain.
0: She's so optimistic. Um I was thinking I like a villain who has a more punchable face. And we have a few of those as well. Raquel's fighting the real mm. villains, the big problems, the world <laughs> issues. <laughs> Of this fictitious world, we will again say. And Emily's doling out the face punches. I'm doling out the face punches. To that one guy who's sneaking around stealing artifacts and killing grave robbers. And that other guy who robbed Homegirl's brother and then fled to North Korea to hide. Like, you can tell he's got a punchable face for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. We got two yeah. real villains. He's with got a super faces. punchable face. Yeah. Um I feel like her brothers are sort
1: of They're very punchable. I don't know if I'd call them villains, but I feel ready to punch them and
0: their wives. And their wives. Oh my gosh. I don't know what it is. You know what? I I really struggle with people
1: who use religion to get what who go and they pray and they ask for uh, stupid things. I just I don't know it really it sets me off because religion is it already gets a pretty bad rap in in some circles and I think it's because of people like that and that's really frustrating.
0: Yeah, it's supposed to be a very pure thing and I'm pretty sure one of the one of the bad things in pretty much every religion is greed and wanting for money and power. That's literally you what can't you're pray for, for that. Every day. Stop that. You're
1: praying for the misfortune of others so that you can benefit.
0: So that you can have excess. Not just enough to survive. You want excess. And your lipstick is out of control. <laughs> What's wrong with her lipstick? It
1: just, there's a lot of it. It's really red. I'm into that. I love Feels red like lip. it exceeds the corner of her mouth like Miranda Sings, which <laughs> like, I mean, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Miranda Sings is a great time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. I thought she had a smile that really reminded me of J-Hope from BTS, which made me like her a million times more than she ever deserved. That
1: I actually am 100% with you on that because I was just I was wondering where why I liked her smile so much and I didn't even know
0: till you yeah, she totally looks like J-Hope when she smiles. Um yeah, I definitely spent a lot of time googling whether they were related. And as far as I know, they're not. <laughs> her little brother, j <laughs> Her little brother, j I couldn't tell if he would be her little brother or her big brother. She is so ageless. Oh my god, she looks so young. I think she's young yeah. 40? Like 40 or 41? How does that even make sense? That's not right. That's messed up. That's kind of... if. <laughs> If you have time, go back and listen to
1: our last bonus episode on Suspicious Partner, where I have a constant crisis about ages. That's what this is.
0: (laughs) That's what this is. They brought it back. You all look so young. Nope, just her. I feel like everybody else is kind of older in this drama, and I really appreciate it. I I like, you know, dramas with younger people. I like young people falling in love. But I feel like this Mm K-drama is so much more... I don't know. I like K-dramas where people who are a little bit older, like older than 35, fall in love. That brings me a lot of joy. That feels like a modern love story.
1: Yeah, I feel... I get excited by that for a lot of reasons. First of all, relatable for me. So, you know, everything's about me and (laughs) um, I uh, really like when I feel like I can be part of the love story because we're not watching babies, you know, necessarily fall in love. But also, they're... mm, like you said, it feels modern. A lot of people are waiting to, you know, get married later in life yeah. these days. So it feels like, I don't know, like we're finally progressing to a point where you can honestly just fall in
0: love whenever you want. And I like seeing that on TV. 30. Yeah. TV representing reality. And we see that no better than in this show about North Korea. <laughs> TV representing About reality. a woman who went paragliding
1: and was carried by a tornado a woman into who owns the biggest company in South Korea, getting uh, effectively kidnapped by a tornado and taken to North Korea.
0: The relatability of this show is off the charts, <laughs> and I love it.
1: Yeah, I what I was thinking is it really reminds me of Jason and Emily's love story. So <laughs>
0: does it? Does it? <laughs> Maybe it, does, maybe, it maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, Maybe it does maybe it doesn't. Maybe we'll have a bonus episode someday while, where I will reveal our love story and the listeners can do the math. <laughs> does it seem like crash landing on you is a lot like me and Jason's love story? <laughs> you decide. Yeah, it's, who's to say? You,
1: <laughs> the listeners.
0: You can decide. Um, there's so much chemistry between these leads. I'm dying. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, uh, I do, I'm always here for a slow burn. We're two episodes in and I'm ready for them to be deeply in love.
0: There is no slowness to this burn and I'm here for it. Yeah, no, I, I, we're not
1: watching them like slowly become attracted and fall in love. But right out the gate, the way they interact is charming. I'm ready for them.
0: I'm here for it. So good. There's so much, there's so many damsel in distress moments already, which I hate myself for loving that trope. I want to be a feminist That's your thing. I don't want our damsels to be in distress and need a man to help them. But oh my god, I'm a sucker for it. And there's so much of that in this show right off the bat. And I'm freaking in love with it. It's very good. And he's a very
1: good person, which helps with the damsel in distress thing because He doesn't make her feel bad about being in distress.
0: He doesn't take her power away. No. Uh, I didn't expect a show about getting swept away by a tornado into North Korea to be so romantic, (laughs) for one, and so funny constantly. It's
1: very funny constantly. Um... I actually, for sure, I'm going to laugh every time we describe what the plot is, (laughs) to start with. (laughs) Because I did nearly lose it when you were saying those words. Uh, But all of the characters have been endearing and ridiculous and hilarious, and I love it. It's what we need when you're really stressed out about, generally, just like... Life? Yeah. And, you know, North Korea, then... Let's
0: break it up with some laughter. Let's go back to North Korea. I say that with an F now. That'll be easier to identify. You definitely can some tell Some North that. Korea. <laughs> Let's go to North Korea of crash landing on you. And have a good laugh. A jolly good laugh. Up here in the North. <laughs> How? How are they so funny when I'm so stressed watching this whole thing play out? Like, I'm waiting for her to die. I'm waiting for bad things to happen constantly. The stakes have never been higher, but I'm just laughing all the time. Yeah. And now I'm waiting for him to die as well after the
1: end of the last of ep- uh, the second episode, so
0: yeah. But also, I love that she's got this like social status down in South Korea, which obviously hasn't translated much into North Korea, but <laughs> We find out that he's also got this power. Like, Ri Jung Hyuk is the son of this great, important man. And uh, he's got status of his own. She does not have the upper hand here. Mm-mm. Yeah, he's got
1: status. He gets a hold of a car that gives him even more status. Uh, can I just say that there is a scene where he's driving through... Pyongyang. Uh, North Korea, through the city. Yeah, Pyongyang. And... What is the most 100% accurate car scene of any Korean drama I've ever seen? Because the roads are empty. Like every other Korean drama, the roads are empty, but they're empty for a reason for once.
0: For once. Oh my god, that was so cool to watch. Like, just this well-oiled machine. Of people moving cars, of people changing street lights to be like, this guy's coming through. That was really cool. He got that
1: 729 license plate, let him through. Let him through. Oh. Um, Yeah, I was actually a little breathless at what a beautiful, well-oiled machine it was. And for a moment, I was like, is it so bad?
0: (laughs) For a moment, you forget the price that each individual pays for that. That cool, cool machine to work so well. Ha ha. Ha ha. Joke's on us. Joke's on us, because it looked really cool for, like, a second.
1: Yeah, I was r- super impressed with that woman, the first woman who realized, like, she could see from a freaking mile what his license plate was, and she has it handled. She has it handled. She's the new bus stop girl.
0: (laughs) She's the bus stop girl. Welcome. Hello. Episode two, we've already found our bus stop girl. How did you read that license plate past his LED headlights from a mile away? I guess. Amazing. I gotta go get LASIK in North Korea, because they got it going on. (laughs) They got the super eyes, but only if you're a traffic
1: conductor.
0: What is the name of that job title? I don't... I would say traffic police? Director. Traffic director?
1: You you direct
0: traffic? Yeah, that sounds nice. Director of traffic? His dad's the director of the General Political Bureau. (laughs) And our bus stop girl is director of traffic. (laughs) It seems equivalent. It seems equivalent in rank. I like that. (laughs) That was so cool. Uh, um, I really liked that there was a dream sequence where we got to see her apartment because that was the most beautiful apartment I've ever seen in my life.
1: It was a really pretty apartment. I liked her kind of old-timey wallpaper. I thought it translated well between scenes that she had, uh, like faux old-timey wallpaper that is stylish now and he had real old-timey wallpaper that was stylish in the 60s. But you know, stylish now in North Korea. Yeah, with a C. North,
0: North Korea. North Korea. I didn't even notice that. All these subtleties. So excited to get more into mm-hmm. them. I just liked that her bathtub sat on a pebble beach. I'm gonna call it a little beach, little house beach. That she just set a clawfoot tub on top of pebbles is the type of bougie that I want to aspire to. <laughs> What if we were bougie
1: and had our tub set on beach pebbles and uh, we had, you know, like, what did she call her bed? I
0: think I feel like she called it... Latex. She said it was a latex a bed. Oh, latex, yeah. And I was like, okay. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure? Is that what the translation is? People make beds out of latex? Seems f- Seems fine, I guess. What part of it is latex?
1: (laughs) Is it the sheets? Because I would not like that. Have you ever had a latex glove on for too long and and then your hand becomes really pruney, but instead that's your whole body?
0: That doesn't sound pleasant, my girl.
1: No, 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 no. Maybe it's different. Maybe it was... Maybe it's a different kind of latex, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's the kind that feels like Microfiber.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or maybe the bed was latex and she covered it in silk sheets, so she wouldn't even notice. Mm-hmm.
1: I wonder what's innately very, very comfortable about latex.
0: Yeah. Like a waterbed, sort of? Is it filled or like? W- with like, a stress ball. Yeah. Like I was thinking like, s- did you ever buy those stress balls from the bowling alley that are little latex balloons uh-huh. filled with cornstarch? Yeah. It's corn, it's a bed filled with cornstarch.
1: We, we figured it out. Yeah. I think it is. We
0: cracked the case. Boom. Case closed. Case closed. Latex bed full of cornstarch, covered in silk sheets. Bougie. There you go. Me and Raquel know bougie because I put on makeup to record a podcast, (laughs) and Raquel put on a nice hat to record a podcast, (laughs) and that's about as bougie as we get.
1: Yeah, I'm sitting in an unfinished basement with an open sewing box
0: overflowing with old thread things. I'm sitting in an office... Next to a beautiful, bright window, which I thought would be, like, so relaxing. But instead, there's crows right outside the window. They just keep flying around and cawing the entire time. And they're killing me, Raquel. They are killing me. I heard this story once. Oh, I've got two quick crow stories. Okay. Really quick. Um.
1: So there was this little kid that would feed the crows on his way to school every morning, and then they started bringing him little trinkets, like little beads and pieces of metal and nice things because they loved him, and they accepted him into their crow clan, which I feel like, you know, maybe I'm not like a friend of the crows now, but I can see the benefit in being a friend of the crows, yeah, you know? I
0: tried to give them food once, and they didn't like it. So I kind of gave Whoa, up.
1: What did you try to give them?
0: Vegetables? No, just cat food. I gave them cat treats because oh. I googled and it said it was okay for them, but they didn't care for it. So I gave up. I should have gotten more cat treats. Maybe that's what I'll do in my in my quarantine time: is train the crows. Yeah. <laughs> Please do that. I would.
1: That would be so very good. And then you can just lean out the window and ask them, like, "Hey, listen, I'm doing a podcast now." Um, you know, the podcast, I told you guys about it. Uh, it's like my passion
0: project. I was just going to hop on and record if y'all could just keep it down for a minute. Just one hour. Please go to the ocean or something and harass seagulls. I don't know what you do. Raquel's cawing do is the
1: only cawing we need.
0: Okay. <laughs> What's your other crow story? So when I lived in Washington,
1: we had to purchase... Um, firewood, and we had uh this firewood guy. We called him Gary, the wood guy. His name was Gary, okay. and he was our wood guy. Uh, that checks out. And he checks out. Was oh, <laughs> he was like the nicest person. He was one of those people that just like to you know chat. We would help him stack the wood. He would like dump it out of his truck, and we'd all get together. He used to say we were the only people that would help him stack the wood. Like usually, he has to stack it himself. Wow. Well. Which I was like, that's crazy. This is our house. Let, let us help you. Anyway, uh, he said he found a small baby crow one time. That had broken its wing, and so he took it in, and he nursed it back to health, he named it Kevin, and he says that he still drinks coffee on his porch so that Kevin can sit on his shoulder, and then he sends Kevin on his way every day, and he goes and chops wood and then delivers it and comes home and goes to bed and gets up and drinks coffee with Kevin.
0: What? That's so cute! Yeah! I don't, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to judge. Oh, we got the lunch bell. Hold up. (laughs) How would you know it was lunch if that wasn't happening? How would we know it was time to eat? We have so many bells. 7 a.m., wake up bell. 12 noon, lunch bell. 5 p.m. Nope, 1 p.m. No more lunch bell. Back to work bell. 5 (laughs) p.m. Off work bell. There's no go to sleep bell, because that would be too obnoxious. Can you imagine having bells control every aspect of your life? (laughs) That's that's ridiculous. That's
1: ridiculous. Kind of reminds me of the small town in North Korea that we watched.
0: <laughs> Vaguely reminiscent of something we've recently <laughs> heard of. Anyway, I was gonna say Kevin's a terrible name for a crow, but you know that's personal yeah. opinion. <laughs> Rename the crow, Gary. Is it an okay?
1: <laughs> no, Gary's his name. No,
0: no, see what I did there. Dad
1: <laughs> <laughs> choked you.
0: Okay, yeah, was that a little joke? <laughs>
1: it was a little joke. It was a little dad joke here <laughs> It was a silly little joke. She's <laughs> <laughs> so laughing well, at my own joke, don't mind me.
0: <laughs> um, what else was good about this show? I was fascinated by these towns that they had created where Pyongyang looks like any normal big city but somehow eerier, more militaristic. Yeah, like like a big city in the 40s yeah. that is not in the 40s. And is overrun with military presence. And then the small towns are, yeah, also very stuck in the past. Yeah,
1: um, I thought it was an interesting moment when, um... Shoot, what's his name? Ri, Mr. Ri? Uh, Ri Jung-hyuk. Ri Jung-hyuk. Uh, when he told his little buddy, (laughs) his little army buddy, (laughs) um, that one day his town would also be modernized. And it was a very interesting comparison (laughs) when she was immediately like, oh, okay, well, I mean, freaking rocket science over here having a gas burner.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those kind of things made me very uncomfortable about her personality. But at the same time, both played well to her character, and I don't know. It's things that like, yeah, maybe ignorance is bliss, and maybe you sound pretentious by talking about all the modern conveniences that you have in South Korea, but maybe they'd also like to know. Maybe, maybe people in North Korea would be interested in the differences between your lives, your life and theirs. Or they might think it's a terrible thing. <laughs> It's hard to say. It's hard to say. I love all the really subtle like rumors that that they keep introducing about the rest of the world and South Korea specifically, where they're like, you know, nine out of ten people in South Korea suffer from amnesia. It's a very common disorder. <laughs> it must be the uh, Coca Cola that they drink. <laughs> Causes brain damage. Oh. Makes sense. That's a very interesting way to brainwash people. I love it. <laughs> Start with the small things, and move your way up. <laughs> Coca-Cola <laughs> causes brain damage. We'll sell that first. And then we'll just say America is is brain damaged. What bell is that? <laughs> it's the announcement <laughs> bell. Oh it's the alarm bell. Uh oh. Sorry, the alarm's gonna sound now. You're getting all the bells. <laughs> this only happens like once a year, but it happens for an entire month, every single day. <laughs> uh, wow. Maurice is my alarm bell. Okay, that's it. Does <laughs> it? I feel like I live in North Korea right now, because I feel like I never noticed until just this moment.
1: <laughs> it feels a little bit like you live in North Korea, but like the nice town in North Korea where we saw mostly good things except the part where they search your house randomly.
0: Yeah, there are no random house searches. Jason had a nightmare the other night that they were doing random house searches just to see how clean we kept our houses, and here's <laughs> <them>. <laughs> we failed. Uh, we do not have <laughs> a clean house.
1: I'm sorry. Which, the only reason that surprises me is because Jason was literally the only reason I cleaned in college. Jason and I used to be roommates when we were in college. And I didn't want to be the weak link in the household, (laughs) and Jason's such a clean person. I was worried he wouldn't be my friend anymore. So I cleaned a lot, and then I didn't clean any of my other houses after that.
0: Not gonna lie, I think it's pretty clean. Like...
1: Yeah, I feel like, I feel like your house is probably clean, but Jason doesn't think it is. I
0: like to think we both have high standards, and we're not meeting those standards, but we're still not doing terribly. Yeah, I bet that's it. Your apartment was always very nice when I went over to it. Thank you, but yeah, anytime we had people over, we definitely would try and clean more. And we don't have people over here. It's not that time. <laughs> so it definitely is a little messier than that anyways welcome to my house we are a free people and we just live off of a bell system you're not in north korea it's just a
1: simulation of north korea but like a soft simulation where it's just kind of funny we can all laugh at it it's a bell system it's not like they're shutting off your electricity after a certain yeah. time so
0: we are allowed to buy goods freely from other countries, and that is something incredible. I'm mm-hmm. very grateful for that Australian beef. Grateful for that. I've never had it, but I believe that it's probably good. It's probably good. I'd say as good as Utah beef, because it's beef, and how would I know the difference? I am no connoisseur. Yeah, I just I just like beef. I just like beef. <laughs>
1: Um, something that I, so, out like, when we very first started this K-drama, I did, there was a moment where I was like, oh, great, I'm not gonna like this female protagonist at all. I'm not a fan of the princess female protagonist. It's not my favorite. Like, it's hard for me because I am such a country bumpkin. (laughs) It's very difficult for me to relate or even attempt to relate To any protagonist that is extremely wealthy, but then if you add in, like, a female protagonist that, like, has privilege and very little acknowledgement of the fact that she has privilege, is a lot. Same with a male protagonist, that's why I don't like the freaking, uh, emotionally unavailable male lead. Yeah.
0: TM. See, and that's why- oh, my stomach just got so loud. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I like her, because they established that she left her rich family to go make a company of her own. Yeah. They turned it around, Yeah, They turned it around. She's got aspects, for sure, that are very princessy, but Mm -hmm. then she's got a mom that, like, hates her for some reason and all these siblings who are out to get her, and she didn't go out to prove that she deserved the company from her dad. She went out to live her own life, and ended up proving that she deserved the company from her dad, which is very cool. Yeah.
1: Uh, I do have a hot take on her mom. I have a hot take wherein the mom actually really, really loves her daughter, like, deeply, and doesn't want her to take on... I think there's a couple of things that might be going on here. Either A, the company that her dad is handing off is not good, and, Mm -hmm. like, no one knows, like what's going on with it, except maybe the mom and the dad. B, she doesn't want her daughter to live the same lifestyle that she raised her in because she realizes now that it wasn't good on any of her children, and her daughter seems like the one person in her family that is able to break away from it. Or C, she is actually actively protecting her from something that her father is doing. Like, that her father maybe is, like, a really bad guy. (laughs) Perhaps, and she's trying to protect her from that. I don't know. I have no clue. Th- those are my three predictions. I think the most likely is the second one, but she's number one on her mom's caller or her uh, speed dial.
0: She pressed and held one when she called her. Either way, that's a really nice take that, like, we support yeah. moms on this podcast, and we like to think that moms are usually good. So it's nice to think that. She, she's she got a good, good mom that really deeply loves her and not this evil mom that they've presented within the first couple of episodes who just wants her to not be part of the family for mean yeah. reasons, I guess.
1: Yeah. There's a couple of different
0: things for sure
1: that I think it could be, but yeah. I think that's the most likely option. Yeah, she's number one on her mom's speed dial and her mom and dad, but mostly her mom seemed to be the only one as deeply affected by her going missing, so.
0: Raquel with the hot take. Raquel in the prediction corner, thinking that Seiri's mom loves her. Wow.
1: I just love good moms. I don't
0: know if we can classify her as, like, the world's best mom. Love good love. Yeah. I'm just very excited to get more into this drama. I know that this episode was a mess, and we were kind of all over the place. We'll get it together as the show goes along. We'll
1: figure it out. Yeah, give it time. The first episode is always a mess because we're learning.
0: We're learning there's about so the world exposition. we're talking about. There's like nine different, not timelines. There's nine different storylines going on. There's like the the grave robbers and the conspiracy with the trucks, and then there's the like the one Chaebol family from South Korea, like sae Ri's family. There's Ri Jung Hyuk's family, whose brother passed away mysteriously, apparently, and there's the con artist. Yeah, who just came to Korea. There's so much happening, and I know there's only going to be more as we keep going.
1: Yeah. Um. One thing I definitely want to talk about really quick before we wrap up, if if we wrap up, um, if we ever end, maybe we, we could keep going forever. End. We have to. We have to watch episode three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which I'm really excited to do. But freaking her running through like miles and miles of North Korea was wild. Like running through minefields. She's a very good runner.
0: (laughs) She's no Ji Chang-wook, but she's a
1: very good runner. Yeah. Also, I can appreciate kind of before like where I was like at the very beginning not as impressed with her character. All of the traits actually came back in such a good way, like her decisiveness, which is interesting. I was going to ask you to explain to me, because I forgot. Does she choose left or right? Because he tells her to go right. And she chose left. And she chooses left. Okay, yeah, yeah. I thought
0: so. Yeah. That fool. Fool. Should have
1: known he was a good guy.
0: Yeah, but uh, I can't blame her. You can't trust someone that handsome. He knows that you yeah, want to trust very, him. he's very,
1: very good looking. Yeah,
0: He's got <laughs> kind eyes, though. He's got kind eyes, so never trust him.
1: They were like, let's cast a really good guy as this North Korean soldier. What if he had very kind eyes?
0: Mm, What if? Then I would never trust him. That's what if. That's what if. You can't trust a person with kind eyes. You shouldn't. No, yeah, that was really good storytelling of all these traits that make her subtly obnoxious also are going to help her survive in this... Nightmare environment. I'm stoked for that. Yeah, it's very good. But also they keep the comedy coming. Like, I love when we had that romantic moment where he pinned her up against the door and rescued her. And she's like, I'm going to use my womanly wiles. And he's like, I'm going to kill this spy. That's really funny.
1: Yeah, it's perfect because I think that that's the kind of uh, humble pie she needs. I almost wish he had said it out loud. <laughs> like you're a spy. I think I'm gonna kill you.
0: <laughs> but he, yeah, they keep having those conversations. They keep going in circles around that idea. He made her such a nice meal. Oh my god, I was so
1: hungry, and she wouldn't even taste she wouldn't it. Even taste it, and I get it. I get it. She can't trust a man with kind eyes, but (laughs) damn it, it
0: looked so good. Give it to me. Or at least, like, I wanted him to eat it, you know? Be like, fine, rude. I will eat it. look, it's
1: not poisoned, you fool. And then they could have both eaten it. But don't waste it. I really worry. I worry that the people in North Korea don't have enough food for her to waste it like that. Yeah.
0: But I feel like he would know. I feel like he would know they don't have enough food for her to waste it like that. He probably ate it. We'll say he did. Yeah.
1: He ate it. Um, and he bought her really nice things. Okay, that's all. That's all I wanted to say. It's just so
0: romantic. I can't. I'm gonna die.
1: <laughs> Gift giving isn't even my love language, and I was so swept off my feet. <laughs>
0: We understood it, even if it's not our language. This is all terribly exciting. And now they're engaged. Whoop, whoop. Episode two, and they're already engaged. And that's the end. Happily ever after. They get married. They move to South Korea. Yeah, I don't know how this show's gonna end. I'm not gonna think about the future too much. Mm -mm. I heard an ending on Twitter. Somebody spoiled it like six hours after the uh, episode aired. Oh, that's a little soon, that's you know. That's a little soon to write the ending. That's a little.
1: Mm. Does it. But I. Does it end with North and South
0: Korea uniting? <laughs> uh. I won't tell you, but okay. I don't think. I'm gonna pretend that they didn't have the right ending.
1: Maybe they didn't. Um, I almost used an example, but it was a bad example because it told me the end of W. Mm. Actually, they they did write the correct ending on Vicky, where the fun viewer comments pop oh, up. Oh yeah! The very first time we were watching W, we kept those on, and it said it
0: right there <laughs> at the top. What happens at the end? And I was like, oh okay, okay, okay. Hey, why you? Why did you rewatch the show just to spoil the ending for everybody else? Is that like a hobby? Yeah, that's really sad. But you know, I guess there's worse things. Some people kick puppies, so... So if your thing is spoiling K-drama endings, I guess keep up with that. But, you know, I'm gonna pretend I don't know the ending, because I don't know if that spoiler was true. And I'm not gonna think about it either way, because it will stress me out a lot. How are they gonna end up together? I don't know. I think it's North and South Korea uniting, but... It's fine. We'll see. My stomach keeps grumbling so loud, and I'm worried that Mike is going to pick it up. <laughs> you need to
1: go eat lunch. The lunch bell already rang. The lunch bell already rang. You have
0: to go eat. <laughs> Time demands it. Aramo demands that I eat now. <laughs> if you want to tell us about your Orwellian horror stories of your small town living, email us at playonkpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
1: Uh We also have our website where you can sign up for our newsletters. We send those out when we start a new K-drama, so you probably got one recently. You can also access our Patreon and comment on episodes. There's a lot to our website, so hop on over there if you want to check it out. Yeah. I think I
0: didn't quite listen. My stomach is grumbling too much. Go to Twitter. We're at Play on K.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tweet us there. We like to talk um we have itunes rate review and subscribe to us there if you want us to succeed in our lives i'm so sorry do it if you feel like it i'm sorry i didn't mean to sound so demanding
0: (laughs) join our patreon if you want to join us for our next watch party we just had a watch party this week with our good friends josh and john and oh my god we watched the king eternal monarch episode one all together for the very first time it was so good it was so magical it was very good and i don't want to brag
1: but we have the funniest patreon subscribers i'm i was
0: almost mad at them why are they so funny
1: they maybe should have the podcast and we can just listen to them and (laughs) lol
0: They are very clever and very funny, and it was an absolute joy getting to watch a magical new show together. And we're going to do it again, probably maybe every month, maybe every week. Who knows? Yeah, I kind of want to do it every week with y'all, but I
1: do understand that, you know. That's asking a lot. Yeah. Um, But, you know, if there was demand for it, if y'all wanted to do a watch party every week, we'd do a watch party every week. I'm freaking so free. I'm so free, it hurts. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, we live in a brave new world full of disease
0: and staying home. So let's watch TV together. Go find us at patreon.com slash playonk and sign up to join our next watch party. Yes, and I think that's just about it. We have our theme song. Uh, James
1: Paul Hevel made that. I always say his middle name. I feel like that's invading his personal privacy. I'm sorry, James. Anyway, we love it and we love you.
0: We love it and we love you, and we love you all for listening. We can't wait to see you next week for the next two episodes of Crash Landing on You.
1: Okay, bye. Okay, bye up oh.